0: Guys, welcome to another huge episode of Triggered. Tonight, we're going to be talking with Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton. Attorney General Paxton has been on the front lines of the fight against the Biden administration. One of the few attorney generals in the country to do so. He's been fighting the invasion of our country. He's been fighting big tech. He's taking on the battles that I wish more attorney generals would be taking on, because right now we're getting steamrolled by the radical left. It's setting the stage for a massive legal showdown, and Texas is proven, they've proven that they're committed to exercising their right to protect their citizens from this growing safety threat, from the humanitarian crisis that is invading their borders and ours. You're not going to want to miss this one, and there's frankly, guys, so much more to cover. It's been a crazy week in news, everything that's going on, so we're going to cover it all tonight. I just need to make sure that you guys are liking, that you're sharing, that you're subscribing. Okay, Hit the little like button. I see what's going on. I watch it. I see where the likes end up versus how many people, and I promise you, That Delta isn't just the trolls. While there are plenty of them, it's not enough to overcome it. We need your guys' help to get this message out. So again, make sure you're liking, you're subscribing, download the Rumble app, sign up so that you get notifications. Remember, I'm not on this every day like others. This isn't my day job. I do this because I believe in it, because I'm passionate about it. I like to be in the fight, but we're only on on Mondays and Thursdays, but we're talking with Rumble about adding another day. I think that's going to happen, so we'll have much more to talk about. I actually want your opinion on that one. Do we want another weeknight? Do we want a different time? Do we want a weekend show? Do we want a different kind of format? Maybe me just going through uh, doing the Q&A once a week. I want your guys' opinion, so put it down here in the commentary. I check it out as best I can. Love to hear what you think. Also, remember, you can find... These episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts after they air here on Rumble. So remember, if you get your podcast that way, perhaps when you're driving or flying or traveling or at the beach, whatever it may be, uh, check it out there. Subscribe. Even if you get it here most of the time, subscribe anyway. That's how algorithms work. That's how we overperform. That's how we get it in front of other people. And we need you to do that with us because we're all in this one together. So before we get to, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton, his fight with the rhinos down in Texas and the Texas House and some of that insanity. But again, his fight with big tech, his fight with the Biden administration. This is a guy who's actually a fighter. So you're going to want to hear this. But before we get there, we got to do a rundown of some of the top headlines because, man, there's a lot going on these days. It's just getting insane. And I imagine the next year, there's going to be a lot more insanity. Okay, so... We begin with some breaking news today where shockingly, I'm totally shocked to hear this, folks. Special Counselor Robert Hur is recommending no charges in the Biden classified documents case. I am shocked to hear this, because I know they want to put Trump in jail for years for something very similar. Uh, actually much more responsible because they were on lock and key, not just left in the Penn Biden center where they paid him million dollars at my alma mater to never do anything that had access of Chi- the Chinese and all this stuff, but I am shocked that our Justice Department, the powers that be, would look at Biden entirely different than Donald Trump. There's clearly no precedent for that. I understand that I am not the upstanding American citizen that Hunter Biden is, but I had to do countless hours of testimony for treason, a crime punishable by death, while Hunter has thus far done absolutely nothing. So I am shocked to hear that we don't have equal justice in our law. And again, that's despite the fact that her acknowledged that Biden willfully retained and disclosed classified materials as a private citizen after he was vice president. And don't forget, Biden had documents in his garage, at the Penn Center, by his Corvette, in his private office, who knows where else he had them. The other minor difference is that Joe Biden took those classified documents as vice president, where he did not, I repeat, he did not have the power to declassify them, unlike your favorite president and my father, Donald J. Trump. There's a difference, but that doesn't matter in today's justice system. And guys, if the overall hypocrisy of this insanity wasn't enough, it gets even worse. The special counsel actually called Biden an elderly man with poor memory to justify his decision to not. Charge. Seriously? Okay, an elderly man with poor memory? Yeah, no crap. The problem is when he did this was a long time ago. This was prior to even the Trump administration. This is almost eight years ago. So if he was an elderly man with a poor memory then, imagine just how bad it is today. This is the president of the United States. This is supposed to be the leader of the free world. This is the man who we're supposed to call at three o'clock in the morning when the unimaginable could be happening. But to his own people, well, he's just an elderly man with poor memory. You can't make this stuff up anymore. This is insane. An elderly man with poor memory is the leader of the free world according to his own people and that's their justification for not holding him accountable. If he gets us into a nuclear war, it's, uh, well, sorry guys, he's just an elderly man with a poor memory. If more American service members die, because he gives Iran a few more billions, you know, the world's leading state sponsor of terror. Wow, it's just, it's different. Is this what they're gonna utilize? Is this the precedent? They're setting it up because you can see what's going on to justify when they eventually let him go for the financial crimes that him and Hunter have been perpetrating on the American people for decades. Ah, he's just an elderly man with poor memory. He doesn't know anything. I mean, yeah, sure, he led the free world for a few years, but he didn't know what was going on. Come on. Now, if you actually watch Biden, there may be some truth to this. I don't want to be used eventually, and I'm sure I will, (laughs) as the evidence that it's true, but the Democrats let this guy be president. Everyone knew this was the case, and it didn't matter, because you know what? He wasn't as dislikable as Hillary Clinton. Now, it's blue-collar Joe. He's never actually been blue-collar Joe, but... He sold that bill of goods to the American people for far too long. So whatever he does, every bad decision, if he gets us into World War III, no, it's different. I mean, the Democrats shouldn't be responsible. You know, despite the fact that we know he's not the guy actually making these decisions, other Democrats are. No, he was just an old guy with a bad memory. Let's put Trump in jail for 700 years because, you know, he's, he's not. I mean, this is what we're up against, folks. You can't make it up anymore. This is insanity. This is the way they justify everything. If you're not awake yet, you better wake up soon because this is coming and they will be going after you and your family and your beliefs and your neighborhoods and everything else with insanity. They're doing it each and every day and you can no longer hide from it. It's in your face. It's flagrant, and they couldn't give a damn. Just so we understand, okay? just so we are clear here, the Biden DOJ wants to put my father in jail for years and years over a document hoax. But Biden, Joe Biden, gets a pass for actually violating a law, okay? Because we don't have equal justice under a law because our government institutions, whether they be legal, whether they be police, whether it's federal, whatever it may be, they will do whatever they can to protect Democrats. The term double standard doesn't even begin. It doesn't even begin to explain how flagrant and how blatantly corrupt our justice system is. And it's just one of the many reasons common-sense Americans are now rallying for my father. You're seeing that play out in his primary domination and general election polling, okay? You can't hide from it anymore. People who didn't care about politics, who just want to live their life, or what's left of it, or their American dream, what hasn't been exported to China, are struggling. Okay? They didn't have the time to follow politics, but now they don't have a choice. Their entire existence depends on them paying attention. Their family's future, their children's and grandchildren's well-being depends on them actually paying attention, getting involved. Because right now, as you're watching this show, Nevada Republicans are voting in the state's Republican caucus. My father will win the 26 delegates up for grabs tonight. Nikki Haley isn't even on the ballot. Now, you've probably seen the memes, you have probably heard some of the stories, but we'll get into the details of exactly what it means. In fact, Nikki Haley ran in the Nevada primary two days ago. The primary was pointless, guys. There are no delegates that get awarded with it. Nikki Haley ran unopposed and still lost. She didn't want to go against my father in the caucus or couldn't qualify to be on there, so she ran in a primary. The liberal legislature, as my understanding, in Nevada didn't like a caucus format because they could more easily manipulate a primary. So they had both run simultaneously. One was meaningless, didn't award any delegates, which you needed to get Nevada's points, let's call it, in the Republican National Convention later on. I believe it's going to be in early July, Uh, you get those points. So, the media was hoping that they could create this story of Nikki Haley dominates a primary. Again, we couldn't even legally be on it, and if she was, she still got no points. So even with a resounding win, it would be meaningless. Other than, she was going to play the story. The press was going to have a field day. Preying on people who don't know the details. Preying on those who didn't understand or wouldn't understand what I just told you all. I didn't know this prior to looking into it over the last few weeks and months. So, it's not common knowledge, but they would have done something like, Nikki Haley wins, she is overperforming, look at what she's doing to Trump, we can't believe it, don't call it a comeback. You can imagine the headlines, but... (laughs) Wait, well, wait, I mean, it's sort of amazing. Nikki Haley literally lost to, and I quote, none of the above. I, I literally, I can't even imagine something more embarrassing than that. She didn't just lose either, guys. She got clobbered. Nikki Haley lost to none of the above <laughs> by 33 points. 25,000 more people voted for none of the above than voted for Nikki Haley. That's how much conservatives hate her. Check her out. This is amazing. Haley,
1: without Trump's name even on the ballot, still loses to the none option by better than two to one. So that's, that is a tough reality for her. Not, Trump is even on the ballot
0: and she loses... And it's a closed primary, so it really reinforces what we've been seeing that when you're just talking about Republican voters, she's really, she's really getting clobbered with Republican voters. Nikki Haley lost to none of the above in a blowout. Conservatives showed up to vote in a primary that they knew in many cases was totally meaningless just to vote against Nikki Haley. Okay, this is sort of the opposite of what you saw in New Hampshire, where people changed their designation just to vote against Trump and make it seem like she overperformed, and she still got clobbered there. Imagine how stupid you must feel if you're Nikki Haley right now. She thought the press was going to give her all these accolades. Instead, they have no choice but to either not cover it at all, which is their usual MO, or to say that she lost to none of the above. Imagine the billionaire schmucks, that have been funding her campaign, thinking that something was going to magically happen. They give her hundreds of millions of dollars to run opposed to Trump and their stalking horse loses to none of the above. Conservatives rejected Nikki Haley for the same reason they rejected James Langford's open borders for America and secure funding for Ukraine and their borders deal. Republican voters want politicians who will actually put America first. People want representation in Congress. If you represent the people and then go do the bidding of the swamp, you will be called out. Nikki Haley doesn't put America first. She supports amnesty and open border walls. Okay? The Langford Schumer nonsense deal it's a failure. It's a big win for MAGA. We stopped something that Mitch was going to push through regardless. But Senate GOP leadership tried to ram a Ukraine-first bailout bill, and we made our voices heard. It died a painful death. The border bill was ridiculous. The bill was unnecessary. It says you need new legislation to secure the border. That's like claiming you need a new law outlawing murder to stop Chicago shootings on a daily basis. That's nonsense. Joe Biden could shut down the borders in two seconds. He could just implement the policies that Donald Trump put into place that gave us the most secure border ever. That's not what they're interested in doing. Okay. Although this bill looked like it was part of another swampy scheme to get more funding Ukraine, because of course it was. That's all it was. Okay, there are new reports out there now that Mitch McConnell is going to give Schumer the votes he needs to pass Ukraine funding without the border deal. Of course that was always the plan. Let's make it seem like a border deal. We're going to allow five times more people than even Obama's homeland guy wanted to let in. Even the number that he said would be considered an invasion, we're going to go five times that. This was never a Republican bill, it was a scheme to defraud you to lie to you. Remember guys, if you see a bill with a name that sounds glowing on it, it usually does the opposite of that bill, okay? Like the inflation reduction bill, it didn't do anything for inflation, it just increased spending for Americans. Your money being wasted, which will make inflation significantly worse in the future. This is how the swamp works, and it's time for a leadership change in the United States Senate. I'm seeing senators finally stand up to the nonsense of Mitch McConnell because at this point, it's clear he's working for the other side. Mitch the glitch is failing. There's no other point in time in history where even a rhino like Mitch McConnell would put up numbers, put forward a border bill or a part of a bigger bill and get steamrolled this badly by Democrats. He is clearly lacking. He is failing his constituency and more importantly, He's failing the rest of the Republicans in the Senate, who now look like a bunch of morons for allowing it to get this far. And of course, the border is open because Joe Biden and Alejandro Mayorkas don't want to deport illegal immigrants. Illegals come here and Biden releases them into the country as opposed to remain in Mexico or other policies that worked. Look at the screen right now. This guy is named Brian Gonzalez-Payas. He's a 22-year-old illegal immigrant that Biden let into the country in May of last year. Yesterday, he was arrested for vehicular homicide. He killed a mom and their three-year-old daughter. Thousands of illegals like this are being released into our country every single day by Biden and Mayorkas. They're not vetting people. They're not bringing in the best. They're not bringing in people who will create jobs or add value. They're bringing anyone in who could be independent. A dependent that will ultimately then vote for Democrats and give them a one-party majority in perpetuity. That is their plan. A Palestinian illegal immigrant was just arrested this week for beating up a guy that had an Israeli flag on his front porch in Long Island. These illegals are coming to your neighborhood. They're spreading out all over the place. It's not just happening in Texas or other border towns. It's coming to a city and to a suburb near you. It's only a matter of time till someone you know and love is affected by this. But again, the Democrats that could control this in one second are only pretending to try to blame it on Republicans, knowing that the media and big tech will do their bidding and make it seem like that's the case. After four years of failed policies of Joe Biden, I don't think anyone could, with a IQ of above about three, actually believe that. But look at this map. This is the cell phone tracking data of illegal immigrants under Joe Biden. I don't know guys, Uh, you and I see an invasion. Biden and the Democrats see a bunch of new voters. Voters that will spend your money on themselves very freely and who will likely never contribute into the system ever. This is by design, this is a plan. Tienen derecho para votar.
2: Entramos ilegal, por lo menos tenemos acceso a
1: votar.
0: ¿Para quién se va a votar? Don Biden, que
2: nos está ayudando a nosotros aquí.
0: Yo creo que la mayoría Biden. Biden, Biden.
2: Él es el que nos está ayudando por el Baire.
3: Por supuesto que por Biden. Le gusta apoyar
0: a los migrantes. Sí, es muy buena persona. No, Trump es otra cosa, es otra cosa y es otra cosa. So what planet are Republicans? I use that word very loosely. Tom McClintock. Ken Buck, famous never-trumper, and Mike Gallagher on those three rhinos this week voted against impeaching Mayorkas. Gallagher himself claimed the reason he didn't think we should impeach Mayorkas is because it might inspire Democrats to abuse power. What are you? Are you serious? Does this clown not realize that Democrats? already abuse power? They're doing it each and every day. They're steamrolling morons like him who literally think that this is somehow not a rigged game, who think we're playing by the same rules. They launched two sham impeachments against my father and are now trying to remove him from the ballot. All the Democrats do is abuse power, but Gallagher and crew are so stupid that they're aiding and abetting an invasion of this country. It could all stop like that. They're allowing it to be blamed on Republicans. Again, I don't think anyone with a more than double-digit IQ or more than single-digit IQ, frankly, could ever actually believe that. But don't forget, that's never stopped the mainstream media. That's never stopped big tech. And there are people that are still not paying 100% attention that may be swayed by the lunacy of all of this. Democrats aren't even trying to hide that this is really about amnesty. Connecticut Senator Chris Murphy, he's a United States Senator from Connecticut, even says, the quiet part out loud, folks, he says, the undocumented, the undocumented, in quotes, are who Democrats care about most. Watch for yourself. The negotiation didn't have a path to citizenship. It was entirely
2: on their terms in order to get Ukraine funding, right?
1: Well, I mean, Chris, that's been a failed play for 20 years. Right. So you are right that that has been the democratic strategy for 30 years, maybe. Uh, and it has failed to deliver for the people we care about most, the undocumented Americans that are in this country. Really?
0: The undocumented is who they care about most. Non-citizens, non-taxpayers, non-voters, yet, although I'm sure they'll figure out a way to let them vote by November, those are the ones the Democrats care about most. They're not even pretending that you're not a second-class citizen in your own country these days, folks. They're saying it out loud. Step aside. We got millions of new... Potential voters that are more important than you, and I'm not just saying more important than Republicans, more important than even their Democrat base because they understand they're losing those people, and independents because these policies are failing and they can't hide from that anymore. Biden could stop all of this like that. Instead of doing that though, they're extorting House Republicans on behalf of Ukraine. Remember, folks, the Ukraine was ranked as one of the most corrupt nations anywhere in the world prior to Zelensky being dubbed a deity by the radical left, okay? That is still the case. It didn't just go away. The White House is now saying that if Congress, though, doesn't pass Langford's amnesty bill, well, guys, then ICE is just going to have to reduce deportations and detention, not that there was a reason they had to do it, but they're just going to make them do it. They're extorting you in your own country for the benefit of Ukraine, so that we can send billions more of your taxpayer dollars to enrich the oligarch class over there. And their buddies at Big War and the military-industrial complex, who I'm sure are offering these same people some sort of board seat that will be their retirement plan while mortgaging our children's futures to the hilt. That extortion, it's, it's plain and simple, folks. That is extortion. Biden is saying, do what I and Zelensky want or we will release more criminals into your country. Pay up or you're going to get hurt. Pay up or your resources are going to be depleted by others who are never paying into the system. Fortunately, folks, normal people are waking up. They have eyes. They have brains. You can't hide from the insanity. They look around and they see crumbling bridges. They see homeless tents all over the place while seeing headlines about billions upon billions of dollars being sent to Ukraine and illegal immigrants. Even Stephen A. Smith, you know, ESPN, like I remember ESPN when they used to do sports. Now, it's political. But even Stephen Smith, who I believe it was last week, said he wanted to debate Trump on all these things, you know, whatever it is for clicks or sound, who the hell knows. But listen to him. Once he even woke up to seeing some of what's going on, a radical leftist, someone who's been fighting with friend of the show, Jason Whitlock, for the past two weeks, uh, a radical leftist, someone who's been very political for the other side, even he now has something to say about it because... Even he can't hide from the realities of this Democrat administration's policies. This clip is a little long, guys, but it's worth your time. Check it out. What
3: it came down to for me is this. I see homeless folks in the streets of New York all the time that are American citizens. I damn sure see them in California. California. We've got poor, impoverished, starving people who were born and raised in this nation. How in the hell do we come up with a $53 million pilot program for illegals, but folks who are here legally are born here, we don't have enough for them. Just like we could come up with billions for Ukraine. But somehow, some way, we can't fix the homeland problem. I'm down for helping Israel. I'm down for helping address the situations with the Israeli Palestinian conflict, okay? I'm down for helping the Ukrainians and fighting off Russia. What about poor and desolate citizens here? How the hell do you print money for foreign countries, but you don't print that money to help eradicate? Folks that are starving right here in the streets of America who were born and raised here. This is what I'm talking about. And so when you have something like that, what's the one way to eradicate it? Yes, you got to have a flourishing economy. Yes, you can't have inflation. Yes, you can't be on the verge of a recession. Milk don't need to cost $7. Bread don't need to cost $5. Don't get me started with how much sugar costs. You can talk about employment all you want to. You can talk about the labor participation rate. But guess what? If you ain't making no damn money and you got to get two jobs to pay the same prices or to buy the same amount of stuff that you used to buy and the price is higher than it used to be because of inflation, then guess what? What are you really accomplishing? That's why Trump is on the verge of getting elected, reelected because when he was in office, there was a flourishing economy.
0: That's the whole story, folks. That's why today the Supreme Court is hearing arguments about Colorado kicking my father off the ballot. Democrats need bizarre, like literally insane legal theories. It reminds me of that meme, you know, the crazed guy with the arrows and the lines and all that stuff. I think it was like from, you know, terrible bosses or whatever the movie was Like, like, it's lunacy. But Democrats need those bizarre legal theories to save them. They know they can't win for real at the ballot box, they know they couldn't have done it in 2020, okay? No one actually believes Joe Biden got 81 billion votes. Joe Biden's an imbecile, to be clear. And it's only gotten significantly worse. But they need to come up with anything else. They need to go places where no one has ever been before in legal theory, in political persecutions, in manipulating, and don't worry, they'll play their games at the ballot box too. Because if this election is up to voters, folks, Joe Biden loses and he loses badly. So they're going to do whatever they can. And the Supreme Court justices today seemed, uh, let's just say rather skeptical of Colorado's deranged argument. Here's Justice Neil Gorsuch putting a major hole in the key arguments from the Colorado, I'll say lawyer, but the guy seems like he's a, this is like a kid at T-Ball going up against uh, Mariano Rivera, right? Like, it, it's a little bit ridiculous, but this is what they're going to try to do. They've been trying this lawfare in Georgia and New York a few places, and in D.C., and with special prosecutors, and you saw Joe Biden got released today, as we spoke about a few minutes ago, while they're still pursuing Trump for the documents took cases, even though, again, I think the the arguments for Trump are about 100x better, and he had the ability to declassify these things. It doesn't matter. Okay, here's Justice Gorsuch talking to Colorado's lawyer surrounding the language of the 14th Amendment. Watch for yourself.
1: ...that this court has held. You're not contesting this or asking us to revisit that decision in Thornton or term limits or whatever you want to call it. That it has to come from some federal constitutional authority? No, we are not, Your Honor. Okay. And, and, and here, we're not talking about the qualifications clause, right? Um, nobody's talking about whether he's 35 years old or natural born, whatever, right? Not, not an issue, okay? We're talking about something under uh, the 14th Amendment and Section 3. So that's where you have to find your authority, right?
0: We find our authority in Article 2, in states' plenary power to run
1: their election. Federal election, but this is for a federal office. It has to come from the Constitution, and you're seeking to enforce Section 3.
0: We're suggesting that in their broad power to determine them, to select presidential electors in any manner they see fit, they can take account of Section 3 and apply Section 3. Could they
1: do it without Section 3? Could they disqualify somebody for, uh, a, you know, on whatever basis they wanted outside of the Qualifications Clause? That would run into term limits, I yeah, think. Yeah, I would think so, right? So it has to come back to Section 3. And if that's true, how does that work? Given that Section Three speaks about holding office, not who may run for office, it was a point Mr. Mitchell was making earlier, and I just wanted to give you a chance to respond to it because it seems to me that that you know that, that you're asking to enforce in an election some, uh, uh, context a, a provision of the Constitution that speaks to holding office. So it's different than the qualifications clause, which is all about who can run and then serve. Yeah.
0: I don't know that it is different. Okay. Other qualifications for office similarly talk about eligibility for the office. There's nothing unconstitutional about a 30 year old trying to get on the back.
1: Except for this disability can be removed, right, under Section 3. That's what's different about it. So.
0: Honestly, guys, it ain't just Gors- Gorsuch. It ain't just Alito and the conservative Supreme Court justices. Even liberal justice Eleanor Kagan appeared to be deeply skeptical about removing a candidate from the ballot. Look for yourself.
1: Why should a single state have the ability to make this determination not only for their own citizens, but for the rest of the nation?
0: But that's not all, guys. Here's Chief Justice John Roberts. Now, he's appointed by a conservative, but this has been someone who's given the Democrats what they want, probably a disproportional share of the time. Here's him stating the obvious, that if Colorado succeeds in this endeavor, then this will be attempted in every state, including Republican states, although I don't necessarily believe that because the Republicans don't fight the way the Democrats do. The Democrats know that and will manipulate things accordingly, but it will be chaos if we ever awoke up. It will be a total disaster. Here's Justice Roberts.
1: What do you do with the, what I would seem to me to be plain consequences of your position? If Colorado's uh, position is upheld, Surely there will be disqualification proceedings on the other side. And some of those will succeed. In very quick order, I would expect, um, although my predictions have never been correct, uh, I would expect that uh, a goodly number of states will say, uh, whoever the Democratic candidate is, you're off the ballot. And others, uh, for the Republican candidate, you're off the ballot. And it'll come down to just a handful of states that are going to decide the presidential election. That's a pretty
0: daunting consequence. And later, guys, Justice Alito asked a simple question. Quote: Suppose a president funds a country that proclaims the US is its greatest enemy. Would that be aid and comfort to the enemy under section three? Close quote. Now, Alito's obviously referencing Joe Biden giving $6 billion to Iran. We pretend, or at least the Democrats pretend, that that money isn't fungible, that it wasn't used to fund proxy attacks that killed Americans last month. We know that it did. They said, no, 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 that money was for aid. Oh yeah, but we didn't magically free up $6 billion that they needed to perhaps put towards aid to allow them to run their proxy war against the United States. So, under the logic of Colorado, we should be able to go after Biden, put him in jail for aiding and betting the murder of American soldiers abroad. This did not go well for Democrats today. Now, that doesn't matter because they don't play by the same rules, but nevertheless, this seems like it could be a major loss. And their election rigging effort is failing badly. How badly? Well, even Andrew Weissman, remember the former Mueller prosecutor, the henchman who had, let's just say, a less than stellar ethics record prior to getting involved, but that's exactly why he was chosen to help with the Mueller-Sham-Russia-Russia prosecution, says that the Supreme Court is going to rule against Colorado. Watch him in his own words.
1: In this process and that ambiguity would favor keeping the candidate, Donald Trump, on the
0: ballot. I agree with you. Um, My my takeaway from this is you're counting the votes. Remember, Justice O'Connor famously said when she was asked, what's it like to be on the Supreme Court? It's about counting to five. Here there is clearly, I think, five votes, if not nine votes, um, that are going to reverse this. Guys, beyond all of that, Americans don't want to vote for a cognitive train wreck like Joe Biden. This past weekend in Nevada, Joe Biden gave a speech. Where he said he recently spoke with former French President Mitterrand. Minor details, folks. Mitterrand died in 1996, a little more than 25 years ago, a quarter of a century ago. This man died, but Joe Biden spoke to him recently. Apparently, watch this one for yourself. People have pled guilty. You
3: know. I- Right, right, right after I was elected, I went to a, what they call a G7 meeting, all the NATO leaders. And it was in it was in the south of England, and I sat down and I said, "America's back." And Mitterrand from Germany, I mean from France, looked at me and said, uh,
0: "said, you know, what, why, how, how long are you back for?" Guys, that wasn't a one-off. Just last night, Joe Biden told two different groups of people that he met with German Chancellor Helmut Kohl in 2021. The only problem is that Kohl also died in 2017. You see a trend here? Joe Biden is talking to dead people. What's next for Biden? Is he going to be telling us how he sat down with Fidel Castro to bang out a deal with Cuba? The guy is losing it. He doesn't want to do press conferences. He doesn't want to do interviews. But like I said, you wouldn't even trust Biden to drive an Uber. That's how bad this is. He's talking to dead people, folks. Now, that shouldn't surprise us because it seems that's where a lot of Democrats are getting their votes from. So maybe there's something to it. Or maybe if Joe Biden says it long enough and the mainstream media and big tech pretend he hasn't already lost his mind, maybe they can justify the dead people voting for Democrats. So guys, that's the state. Democrats are going to use lawfare and a basement campaign this year, as they did in 2020. They have no choice but to hide Biden because when you see him, when you see him speak, you realize he ain't there. They have no choice but to hide him, and they have no choice but to try to rig the election. That's what they're doing each and every day. And we're going to get into all of this momentarily with Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton. But first, guys, I want to take a moment to thank our incredibly brave sponsors for having the guts to support programming like this. Okay, Be sure to check out the great folks over at Gold Co. It's a new year, but the same crazy economic warning signs are manifesting themselves on a daily basis guys inflation reckless spending global turmoil biden caused disasters each and every day i simply want you to be prepared so owning tangible physical inflation hedging gold and silver can help secure and stabilize your portfolio and you can safeguard your savings most importantly and you can do it tanks and penalty free Gold Co. has top-notch customer service. They'll answer all of your questions, and they'll walk you through the process so you educate yourself. So go to DonJuniorGold.com to learn more. That's D-O-N-J-R-gold.com. Learn more, educate yourself, and make sure you take the steps to safeguard your family. Also, make sure to check out the great folks over at The Wellness Company, a leader in providing emergency medical kits. We got to safeguard the financial side, but we also have to safeguard our health side. Like we saw with COVID, supply chain chaos, lockdowns, Fauci failures, it can make it harder to get medicine and the stuff that your family needs in a time of crisis. With the wellness company's emergency medical kit, you're empowered to take control of your health. The kit includes eight life-saving medications, including amoxicillin, the z pack ivermectin, to keep you going and to keep on hand to keep you safe, along with a guidebook for safe use from tick bites to COVID, to extreme public health outbreaks, every scenario is a covered. So avoid the high cost, the hospital wait times, and take control of you and your family's health needs. Go to TWC, like the wellness company, twc.health slash triggered. Like the name of the show, twc.health slash triggered for a 15% discount on the emergency medical kit. That's TWC. Safeguard yourself protect your family, take the requisite steps, and support patriotic companies who, again, are willing to support programming like this. All right, guys, as promised, joining me now, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton. So first, uh, you know, Ken, it's great to have you on here. Uh, I have to just get your reaction to the Biden special counsel, her, who says, essentially, he's defending and justifying Biden's behavior, dealing with classified documents. He said he willfully did it, it's illegal, it's all of this, but he says he's not gonna prosecute because he's an elderly man who's not mentally fit to actually make these decisions. I mean, this is, I mean, it sort of feels like a gift for Trump, but it also feels like it's the shot across the bow for Joe Biden. I don't know how you can be mentally unfit to stand trial for criminal prosecution, but still be the guy leading the free world, the guy with the nuclear football. How is that even possible? I mean, you're a legal expert, you're the attorney general of the great state of Texas. How how is this possible? If I put this in a fiction novel,
2: it would be so ludicrous that the book wouldn't sell because it would be so far-fetched to tell the world that this guy is, is in control of our entire military, our entire country, He's, he's the, 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 the leader of the free world, and yet he can't be held responsible for his actions. So, I mean, that's just that's really insane and hard to believe. And there's a oddly, I mean, surprisingly, there's a double standard. And we all know it now in the, in the criminal justice system, and the in the justice system in general, where Democrats and Republicans, conservatives and liberals are treated completely differently. One, they target the other. You can do whatever you want and nothing ever happens to you.
0: Yeah, no, I I use myself as that one all the time. It's, you know, me versus Hunter Biden. And I know he's an upstanding young man and yada, yada, yada. And yet, you know, I actually had to do the testimony and they wanted to try me for treason, a crime punishable by death. And like, he's skated away in this and he can flaunt it and it doesn't matter. And he can take millions there and he can, you know, say I didn't really mean it, but he's not giving back the money and then blame addiction. And like, I don't know, it doesn't absolve you from all of those things. But Joe Biden is absolved from criminal activity. He had no power to declassify these documents, he did it. The prosecutor, the special prosecutor, appointed obviously by the very unbiased, uh, you know, Joe Biden controlled DOJ, is saying, no, 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 it's it's bad, but like, he's old, not particularly bright, he couldn't remember even basic details about much, so it's fine. How, how can they allow him to continue to lead America? Or is, again, or do you believe this is maybe their attempt to realize that, hey, he can't win an election. He's hemorrhaging voters. Uh, the policies are a disaster, and they're going to try to f- switch someone in because they don't think Joe Biden can actually win, even though I don't think it's Joe Biden. I think it's just Democrat policy that has failed America, which is turning away those voters.
2: No, what I actually think is happening is they're going to just they are dismissing this. They think that this is far enough out from the election. That's why it was being being done now. Still, you know, seven, se- seven months away or longer from the election. And they're hoping that Americans forget that that he was not pursued for committing crimes and just move on. I think that's the strategy. And then the other issue about him not being fit for office. I mean, that's been true for uh, probably almost the entire time, if not the entire time. And we've been living with that. And so I I would guess they think "Eh, he can run again, just like he he has in the
0: past. Yeah, maybe it doesn't matter. I mean, he's a useful idiot for the left, right? He signs whatever they want. Uh, You know, Obama would have loved to sign the things that Joe Biden's signing, but he wouldn't he wouldn't throw his own reputation under the bus that way. I think they're more than happy to use Joe Biden as sort of the useful idiot. Like, just throw him in front of the train. No one cares. Like, they run him over. He's got no reputation. He's not going to be around for much longer. He's clearly in mental decline. He won't even know the difference. Uh, just sign here on the dotted line. And they're, they've put forth a lot of radical leftist policies. You see what's going on in your own, own home state at the border. So, yeah, he may just be a useful puppet for the left.
2: I absolutely believe that's exactly what he is, because even Obama is as radical as he was. And he started this whole trend moving away from the rule of law where he just issued executive orders that overrode actual law and overrode the Constitution and made us fight him. However, he still wanted to get reelected. And so there was there were certain bridges he wouldn't cross with Biden. Biden doesn't know that he doesn't know that he may be unelectable and that he's doing insane bad things. And so they use them to, to push the envelope yeah. farther than they possibly could with anybody that was actually caring about their future.
0: Yeah. Uh, come on, man. I mean, no, he doesn't know where he is. You're right. It, well, I guess that they're not even really trying to hide the corruption, right? Double standard doesn't even begin to explain it. I mean, it's not like it's a little bit different for you. I mean, it's it's radically different. Uh, what paths does this open up for my father with respect to sort of selective prosecutions. You see, I mean, they're going after him for this and that. And I mean, uh, just they're changing the laws of the state of New York so that they can, you know, forget about a stature of limitations and allow the nonsense to continue. I think it's actually been probably doing us a favor because even those who've sat on the sidelines understand just how insane it is. But the fact pattern for Biden is damning, uh, really damning. And yet, Nothing happens. The fact pattern for him is frankly far worse than Trump in a similar documents case, because at least Trump had the ability. It's his government. He had the ability to declassify these things. It didn't. It was stored in a safe guarded by Secret Service, not in the garage that Hunter Biden had access to, or the you know Chinese Communist Party uh, paid for you know Penn Biden Center uh, that who knows who had access to these documents.
2: Look. Let's call it what it is. This is uh, they can't win at the ballot box this time. Same thing happened to me. I, I, you know, I get sent to another county that's a liberal county, just like your father. He he was sent to counties where he'd have a disadvantage with the judges because they're liberal, the jury because they're liberal. And when you get in those situations, they ignore the law. I've had the same thing happen to me. They ignored the statute limitations of mine as well. They just said doesn't matter in your case, and that's how it is being operated now against people like me and like your father and like you. They don't like us. And so they don't follow any rules. There's no law. There's And it's 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 destroying the credibility of our justice system. And I think the American people are catching on because your father is a shining example of exactly what they're doing to destroy somebody that they absolutely know is going to win an election. And so they indict him in four different places. They make up all of these charges that otherwise, if applied to any businessman in the world, every businessman in the world would be in jail right now for what they're claiming he did. and. That's the strategy now. They can't beat you in the ballot box. They, they, they may not even be able to cheat their way through this one. And so they try to put us in prison. So they, that's the final straw. And that's yeah. exactly what's happening to him. It's what they're trying to do to you. It's what they're trying to do to me. And that's the strategy.
0: Well, I, noticed, I mean, the common thread there obviously is that like you get, kind of got fighters. My father's a fighter. I'd like to believe I'm a fighter. You're certainly a fighter. Uh, and, and they tried doing it to you, not just with the liberals, but, you know, even the rhinos in Texas. I mean, it's hard to believe. It's like, how do those people get elected? How, that, you know, they're the Republican light in, you know, in, in hardcore Texas. Is it that people don't know, you know, what, what happened to you a couple of months ago and what they continue to try to do to you is, is sort of amazing. And it's because, you know, you're taking on big tech. You're taking on the Biden administration. You're actually, you know, you're, you're one of the AGs that's actually out there in the arena fighting um, you know, not just, you know, well, hopefully one day maybe that guy who's a Republican kind of is going to actually do something about the flagrant miscarriages of justice that are happening to us every day. I mean, talk to us a little bit about that, because, again, it wasn't just the Democrats. You had a lot of supposed Republicans doing that, and they're continuing to try to do that to you.
2: Look, this is a decade when I was running for uh, for AG against a guy named Dan Branch, and he was one of w- W's best friends, and the Rove machine and the Bush machine tried to defeat me, and I overwhelmingly won 65-35. And then they battled me for the last eight years. And so the other thing that people don't realize in Texas, our Texas House is made up of 150 members, and 65 are Democrats. And what the Democrats figured out about 15 years ago when they lost the majority 20 years ago, they figured out how to block vote. And so those 65 Democrats stick together, they go pick the Republican that will give them the most, that Republican then only needs 10 Republicans to become speaker and that's how they do it. And so they decided, the Biden administration decided, because I'd sued him almost 50 times, that they wanted me out. And, I, and so they came to the Texas Democrats and our speaker, who's supposedly a Republican, is more aligned with the Democrats than he is the, uh, the Republicans. And then he drags these other Republicans along for the bad ride. And that's how it happens in Texas. Unfortunately, Many of those guys are uh, being run against by real Republicans. And I have a very good, there's a very good chance that that our Speaker of the House, Dave Thielen, is going to get beat because not only have I endorsed him, but so is your father.
0: Meaning, him, meaning, this, meaning it, against it, him. Yeah. Okay. Against yeah. Because, yeah. Like, cop, cop, yeah, yeah okay, that, Sorry about yeah, that. Yeah. That guy seems like Dave a serious Trump. problem. But that, I mean, I guess that sounds a lot sort of like what's going on in the Senate this week, right? You see, you know, Mitch McConnell, Lankford Bill, the yada, yada, yada. You know, they, they're pushing an immigration bill that literally, a couple of years ago, the Democrats wouldn't have had even the balls to suggest this as they're like reach, you know, starting point of a negotiation. And yet now the Republicans, this is where we are bipartisan, five times the amount of people Uh, that Obama's own guy, Jay Johnson, I guess, said was a disaster. would be considered an invasion. Five times that. 5,000 people a day would be like the starting point. We're not going to count people who aren't from Mexico or Canada in that 5,000, so it could be 8,500. I mean, that's an invasion. I mean, you led a group of state attorney generals, and this was one of the times where it's like this was so important because it was the, the grassroots fighting back against that swamp. You led a group of state attorney generals against the Schumer-Langford Open Borders bill. Can you explain, you know, how how we don't need new legislation to secure the border? I mean, it feels like like how is this happening, even from Republicans?
2: It's really hard for me to explain why Republican leadership went for this and why they decided this was such a great idea, especially since we know three and a half years ago. The border was the most secure, I think, in my lifetime, or at least in decades. And I think your father proved that if you actually follow the existing laws, whether it's remain in Mexico, Title 42, whether it's stop the catch and release, whether it's building the wall, all of that stuff worked. And Biden has dismantled it. He's not followed any of it. And I don't understand this idea after three and a half years giving him a pass, because now what the message would be, if we pass that legislation, the message is, is going to be simple. Biden's going to say, hey, this is a Republican idea. They, they, they jumped on board and it's going to be a great advantage for Biden, which, you know, immigration is his worst issue right now. Mm-hmm. And it would hurt your father in the election because now it's all muddled and they could, Biden could actually blame the Republicans. I should say one other thing about the bill, too. It would have stopped Texas and other states from suing in our own jurisdictions. We would have been forced instead of suing in Texas over Biden's illegal immigration policies, we would have had to go to the D.C. Circuit which is not nearly as conservative and not nearly as likely to back up federal law. They're more likely to back up Joe Biden. And so they were trying to force us. This is a Republican Senate trying to force us out of our own state.
0: Yeah. I mean, they were well, but it's sort of like what you're talking about, you know, sort of the Texas House. Right. It's you know, Mitch McConnell, you know, he understands the Democrats will vote and block, but you know, hey, as long as he does their bidding on these things, gives them what they want, they'll probably leave him alone. He could be in a state of decline. I guess he controls the purse strings in many cases of a lot of these Senate, you know, NRSC types of things. So very few will actually go up against him. But I mean, I think it's time for leadership change because what's going on there is no different. I mean, he is doing the bidding of the Democrat Party to say that these cases in Texas should be tried in a D.C. court, like literally where, you know, the Constitution would go to die uh, and certainly conservative principles. You know, it's like so much of the lawfare they do in all the Western states and all the outdoor issues. All of it's fought in a D.C. court where they can play on the heartstrings rather than actually, you know, deal with the actual facts the situation on the ground. And so it's so clear that they were trying to remove any sort of level uh, of of fairness for Texas in the process. But
2: I don't, I've been asked over and over, I'd love to have a debate with James Lankford or Mitch McConnell or any of them that wanted this bill, whether it was John Cornyn, I'd love to have the debate in public and ask them, how do you defend any of this? I mean, there's so many bad ideas and there's this idea of giving Mayorkas sole discretion to decide whether somebody should have asylum. I mean, what's up with that? You, the House just tried to impeach the guy for basically betraying his country. And now the Senate wants to reward him with more power. I don't understand why you want to reward him and Joe Biden, who have been a complete disaster, not just in on the border, but on everything. Why do you want to reward them with a pass, more power, and basically move an issue off the table that is a really good issue for your father going forward? Because there's a great comparison. Yeah. And the, the, the Republican Senate was about to muddle that and make it more difficult for your father to show the difference.
0: Yeah, but I mean, they're not really removing the issue, just saying, hey, you're, you're being invaded, but now you're being invaded legally. Nothing actually changes. It's just that they, you know, they don't have to enforce the law. So if, if the 8,500 a day, that would have been a historic invasion right? that, you know, beyond and yet it doesn't matter because like, well, if that's legal, that's law, it's not a problem anymore except for what's going to happen in our cities and except for them paying. And I'm watching all the people flip their tune as I spoke about sort of earlier, you know, in my opening monologue about what's actually going on right now. You know, people who are pretty radical left are like, wait a second, we're just giving all these people millions. But instead of securing the border, the Biden administration is trying to fight your efforts to stop illegal immigration. You know, what's going on right now? I see the, you know, they're gonna remove the barbed wire. Uh, You know, like guess what? Barbed wire is not actually a hazard if you don't try to illegally cross it. I know that's hard to believe for the, you know, the mental gymnastics of today's radical left that you gotta do to achieve or try to make sense of what they're saying, but are they gonna remove the wire or not? You know,
2: it's interesting. You know, they certainly have the ability now because of a 5-4 vote on the Supreme Court to take down the fences and the wiring on our property. However. As far as I know, none of that's happened. And we're continuing to put it up. And if they take it down, we're going to put it back up. They can't they can't forcibly stop us from putting it back up as soon as they take it down. So we're, we're in this game to win it and stop the illegal immigration as much as we can in Texas and as much as we can, given that the cartels know exactly where to take most of the people, which is directly to Border Patrol at the points of entry.
0: I mean, think about that, right? The, the cartels are now funneling people to the Border Patrol, not away from them. I mean, that's so, I, I mean, it's I feel like I'm watching like an episode of South Park, right? But are you in communication with Border Patrol agents? You know, what what do they think about Biden? Again, not the guys at the top whose jobs are sort of, you know, they you know they, they got to be the company men like we've seen at all these other institutions. But are you in touch or have spoken to like actual agents, the guys patrolling on the ground? And what do they have to say if you have?
2: So it's, it's a little harder to talk to them because the times that we've been down there that normally we would have access to them, the Biden administration has cut off our access, so they don't want us talking to them. I assume they have similar positions that they had when we were talking to them, when your father was there. That it was open access to them. We could talk to any Border Patrol agent that was around. And they were they were very comfortable with those policies being enforced. That's what they're there for. And so my guess is at least the ones that I talked to, even after um, Biden first came into office, I still had some access and they didn't like the change in, in policy and not being able to enforce the laws that were on the books put there by our elected representatives.
0: So, d- does the cartel have control over our border, or or do we? I mean, it it, it sort of feels it, like they actually have just total it's, access. It's a partnership.
2: It's a partnership. It's a it's a partnership. It's it's a it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, the Biden administration set the message first day, first day. You know, we're not going to deport anybody. That message went straight to the cartels. It wasn't like. Biden had to call him, he just announced it in public to everybody, and then the cartels realize, hey, there's a lot of money to be made here, billions, by charging, you know, eight to 12,000 a person. They, and they, it's not very hard anymore, as you said, we don't have to, they don't have to hide anymore. So it's a lot easier.
0: Yeah, We're they just got to transport them itself. to a specific location. Yeah.
2: yeah, you just get them up there, get as many as possible. And it also opens up the rest of the border to sneak terrorists and drugs, uh, all kinds of bad people across the border. We've even fought them, Don, suing them over bringing in known criminals. And we're actually fighting them over that. If you can believe that, they even want known criminals in this country who are illegal and who have committed crimes. They're still in support of that. That's how far out and how dangerous this administration is. All I can say is they do not have the best interest of the American public. As a matter of fact, I'd say they're more interested in in aiding and abetting the the Chinese and getting fentanyl in here and getting the cartels business network moving
0: yeah i mean if you're in some of these let's you know there's some pretty rough countries that i mean are they just emptying their prisons into the united states because that's what i'd be doing if i were them it's like hey we can get rid of these people we don't have to house them and feed them it's a a pretty serious expense now i'm sure they don't spend as much as we do in america uh you know housing our criminal population but it's pretty significant and if they could get rid of that problem it seems like a a no-brainer i mean is this sort of like a cuban purge where they're opening up the prison cells and just saying hey go to america have fun uh you know enjoy yourselves
2: Yeah, everybody, anybody they don't want, they don't want the they don't want the criminals in these other countries. They don't want the poorest. So they're they're pushing their own people out that they don't want to have to support or they don't want to have to imprison. And so they're sending them to Joe Biden and he's more than happy to take him. He's actually doing everything he can financially and with just logistics to get those people in the places in this country that he wants them. And for sure, wants them in Republican states for two reasons. One is for votes two is to do as much economic and social damage as you can to the republican states because he he did, the democrats don't like the fact that the republican states are successful and the democrats are losing people and their economies are declining relative to republican states and so this is another way to do harm to good states that are actually heading in the right direction
0: that's it. i mean yeah without question i mean you see new york and california versus texas and florida and you look at where they started you know and you look at just the Seismic shift of what's going on there—that's uh, without question. But I, I also saw recently the, the Texas Criminal Court of Appeals tried stripping your power to enforce election fraud laws. I mean, you're the Attorney General of the state of Texas. You've actually been a champion fighting for the obvious fraud that's going on, uh, you know, all over the place. You know, what's the latest with that? Because it, it feels like if. If you tried doing something similar in a in a blue state where they were making it difficult for a republic, it would be an actual problem. But in Texas, it's I I will just take the uh, the head attorney for the state and just pretend like he has no power in any of these things. What's going on there?
2: Well, so that's an important question. And it doesn't just affect Texas. It actually affects the whole nation, because if they're successful, uh, we I won't be able to prosecute voter fraud. And that means voter fraud won't be prosecuted. So, you know, two years ago, I, I had over 900 cases of voter fraud going. We also stopped the mail-in ballot fraud going on in our state. It was going on in 12 different liberal counties. We were able to stop it, unlike Georgia and Arizona and other places where the attorney generals didn't step up and stop it. We were in 12 lawsuits in very liberal counties, losing, losing to the court in the court of appeals until we got ways around to the highest courts. We were able to stop it. And so that's what saved Texas from being Georgia. We would have been Georgia. So now the Court of Criminal Appeals is a nine-member body. They are like our uh, Supreme Court on criminal matters. So we have a bifurcated system in Texas, kind of unusual, and they make the final call on criminal matters. So they decided two and a half years ago that they're going to strike down the statute from 1951 that directed from the legislature, the attorney general to prosecute voter fraud. So that's what I was doing. I was prosecuting a lot of voter fraud and we were getting convictions. Why did they do that? They waited till two days after the filing deadline to run against three members that were up. There are nine members. It was an eight-one vote. The three members that were up went unopposed because we didn't know they were going to do that. So for two years, I haven't been able to prosecute voter fraud. And right now, we have to defeat them. And I'm convinced they were put there by Soros because no one knows who they are. No one knows who's on the court of Trump Appeals. No one pays attention. So we've got three members. We've got three people running against them, and I'm going to say their names because I want people to know about Gina Parker, David David Shank, and Lee Finley. And those elections in March are the most important elections that I know of in Texas, right along with defeating the speaker in the house, because he, he is also blocking legislation to reauthorize me to prosecute voter fraud. And if we don't fix those, we will lose Texas and the game is over.
0: Yeah. And it's one of those like you know now, you know, three and a half years later, oh yeah, the Hunter Biden laptop's real. You know, you're seeing the stuff out of Georgia and you're seeing the stuff out of Arizona. It's like, oh, well, you know, now, well, now it's too late. We can't, like, they're actually showing that a lot of the things people were talking about were happening actually happened. There was a lot of fraud. There was a lot of gamesmanship, but you know, they're so used to, they, they take the win. They say it's misinformation. It's Russian disinformation, whatever it may be. And then when it get, they get caught a couple of years, well, like, oh, now it's too late to do anything about it. So we're just going to have to deal with it. And uh, I mean, if they're doing that to you in Texas, you know, we, we, have to, we have to make that known. Where can people find out about that one? Because, again, everyone always asks, like, what can we do? I mean, that seems like a really important election that me, who does this now, like, didn't wasn't even aware of. Uh, but I think it's very important to make sure we vote to make sure that these, you know, probably ve- well-funded, possibly Soros-type people uh, don't get to make these decisions where they can just choose not to prosecute anything, pretend it's not a problem until they flip Texas. Once they flip Texas none of it matters anyway, and they just get what they want. And it, it won't matter because we're going to live in a one-party, uni-controlled uh, uni, uni uh, state.
2: Well, that's absolutely the goal. The goal is a one-party country. And if they can take Texas, they pretty much have it. But yeah. uh, Kenpaxon.com is my website. And then we're going to be obviously using Twitter. So at TX, we'll be sending out stuff up until uh, March 5th, which, which is the election. Mid-February is when early voting starts. So I really believe this is it for us. We have to change this. And if they get away for another two years and we're unsuccessful in taking them out now, that's why I think it was so important that your father endorsed in the house race, because we have to go back and fix legislation and reauthorize me to prosecute. We've, we've got a good Senate and they, they did reauthorize me in the last session, the house, so they didn't have time to fix it and didn't care. So we've got to fix the house and we've got to fix the court of criminal appeals, or we truly will go the way of, of Colorado. And it will be a, democratically controlled state
0: yeah I mean it, it, it's it's actually shocking to me right I mean I, so I guess you're saying I mean it, without sort of our our full focus there's actually a very real possibility that Texas goes blue not necessarily because the people of Texas are actually blue but because there'd be no way to enforce or stop the gamesmanship played by the other side that they're so willing to you know in flagrantly play so, for the laws. So, so here's
2: what Soros did he 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 went around the last 10 years I watched him do it because I, I work with DAs all over the state, we have 254 counties, and each DA is in control of prosecuting all criminal activity. The only thing I could prosecute pursuant to state law was voter fraud. Well, he went around to the big counties, Houston, and then Austin, which is Travis County, Bear County, which is San Antonio, Dallas, he, and he, he flipped out the Democrats there that I was working with, to prosecute people, and he put in really liberal DAs who will not prosecute anything. So if now... They decide they want to commit voter fraud, they can't even admit it and they can even announce we're going to steal this election. Here's what we're going to do. And if those DAs don't prosecute it, there's nothing we can do. We will have to sit by and watch our side lose when they could even, they could even be admitting that they're doing it. So that's why this is such a genius strategy. They take, yeah. they've already got control of the DAs in the liberal counties, and there's so many votes there. We're talking about, you know, half the population of the state comes from Houston and Dallas area. So yeah. they can win, and then if you get the court of criminal appeals to strike this down, and then of course the third piece was to take me out in an impeachment. It's over. There's no one that can enforce the law. There's no one that can stop voter fraud.
0: Yeah, and I mean we we've seen how well that those policies and those sort of Soros pick DAs have worked out in San Francisco, where even like the mayor's like, okay, like this isn't working anymore. It's ridiculous. Or you know Alvin Bragg in New York, uh, and and what's going on there? Uh, you know. That that should be a lesson for everyone. I mean, I don't think that anyone, uh, even even some of your hardened leftists, could look at those cities and say they're going and trending in the right direction. I think they can say, you know, that was a failed experiment. And yet, you know, the reality is, you know, money talks and bullshit walks. If Soros is going to give millions of dollars to these races, and knowingly, no, they're not going to enforce anything. You saw the cops that were beat up in New York last week, and then they were released <laughs> without bail, like by illegal migrants. He's beat up a cop in the street, released without bail. They disappear somewhere else. They'll never show up for their hearing. Uh, they got away with it, and it was a hundred percent sanctioned, uh, you know, by the district attorney. Um, that's a scary place to be. And I mean, you, you would think that people in Texas would wake up, but you're right. You look, you look at places like Austin, and I'm like, wow, that's like Austin is like left of California, uh, left of San Francisco in many cases. And I know great people that live there, and they've lived there their whole lives. But you know, you get into those cities like that, and it's crazy what's going on.
2: The problem that we have is the media won't cover this story. Most of I don't. I'm the only Republican that I know that's out talking about this, and maybe it's because I was the guy that first understood it. But even other Republican elected officials are not discussing this issue. It's just not. No one takes it seriously, and it. If we don't take it seriously now, I, I'm convinced if we don't win back the court of criminal appeals and start winning it back now, we're going to run out of time, and then it's just a matter of them organizing to figure out how many votes do we need? They, I mean, they did it in Georgia and they did it Look, Georgia and Texas had the same margin of victory for Trump in the the first election. The difference was we stopped all the mail-in ballot fraud. They condoned it. They allowed no signature verification. There was no very, we couldn't even prove it. How do you prove it? If there's no signature verification, if they had done that in my state, which is what they were trying to do, mail them out to everybody, that would have been 8 million ballots out there. Your father won the first race by 620,000 ish votes. Just Harris County alone, it's 2.7 million ballots that would have been mailed out to everybody. And all they would have had to do is wait and figure out how many ballots they needed, count the votes of real votes. And they could have sat there and counted votes for three days in just one county. And guess what? He would have lost. Guaranteed.
0: Yeah. Well, I, listen, it, it's obvious why the media isn't you know going to speak up about it because they've chosen sides. But it, it's sad that the other Republicans haven't stepped up, or so few actually have and will be vocal about it. But I guess. You know, most of the, they're, they're worried about their own existence. They would rather have the job than actually win or fight. And they see, you know, what those people tried doing to you. And I mean, they used you as the cudgel. You're, hey, if you step out, if you talk about these things, if you fight back, you know, we're going to, we're going to try to impeach you. We're going to try to run you out of the state. We're going to try to ruin your life. We're going to try to throw you in jail, whatever it may be, you know, and, and they tried doing many of these things to you. And so, you know, maybe that was the shot across the bow of the other Republicans. I just hope we eventually man up because like, we know what they're doing. We understand it. We just need the balls to actually push back on it.
2: Well, and we're doing it. I, and I the grassroots, they're starting to catch on. I've traveled all over the state doing shows like yours. I'm trying to do as many shows to talk about this before the primary, because I, I really believe the Texas primary voters understand this issue. The yep. court of criminal appeals will be changed, and we will be many of these House members, and I believe we're going to beat Dave Phelan. I truly believe he's in serious trouble. I've seen the polling. He was already down... Significantly before your father endorsed, can you imagine how much down he is down? How much more he is down after that endorsement? And I'm hoping your father will endorse in a few more races, particularly the Court of Criminal Appeals. I'm hoping you will because I need all the help I can get to save Texas.
0: Well, we'll we'll talk offline. You got to get me the details. But no, (laughs) it's such an important one. But again, you know they're going after you because you're effective. They're going after you because you're actually you know fighting the fights that actually matter. I mean, another big one. I mean, you just filed a motion. Uh, in court to stop the state's department the State Department from censoring conservative media outlets that's clearly been going on they want to collude you know I know our friend Jeff Landry Attorney General next door over in Louisiana uh, one of the guys really combating the collusion between the Biden administration and big tech uh, but can you explain you know the, the details of it right the, you know going after the State Department for censoring conservative media outlets I mean it seems like a big deal I mean for the people who scream about, you know, fascism all the time, seems like an awfully fascist kind of thing to do. What's going on?
2: Yeah, so you hear this all the time, you know, businesses can discriminate, uh, they don't have it, they don't have to worry about First Amendment, it's the government that can't discriminate and stop people from exercising their free speech rights. So in this case, what Biden has done is he has gone after through the use of social media companies, they've, they've colluded and they've worked together. So they're sort of hiding behind the corporate structure and using the government to push through that corporate structure and stop conservative outlets from, from being affected. Whether, and you can see there are different media outlets that are on there with us that sued with us, like Daily Caller. And it's definitely been planned. It's been worked on. And if they can get away with this, then the First Amendment's going to mean absolutely nothing in this country because the government, Biden administration, can hide behind these corporations and say, well, it's the corporation violating your First Amendment rights, and they're allowed to do that. We have nothing to do with it, just because we planned the whole thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like a crazy issue, and I guess that's the, that's their way of you know skirting around the law. They'll figure out. I have a feeling if it was us doing it to them, they'd figure out a way to make that not do that. So, so how does that lawsuit you know play out? Where is that held? Does it go? Does it go to one of these places where you know again the Constitution goes to die, or or do you think this actually has a chance of succeeding? And 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 how do you make it so?
2: Well, so fortunately, the Senate has not moved us in this on this particular issue to the D.C. Circuit. We can actually file it in Texas and and move our way up through good courts that we we've got good judges. So it should go through the Fifth Circuit. And who knows, it may end up at the Supreme Court. But we I think we have a really good chance of winning. It's if if the government can do indirectly what they can't do directly, we are in trouble. They're going to if this is condoned by the court system. Then the government is going to continue to do it, and we're, our our free speech are going to be our free speech rights are going to be violated, indirectly by the government through these tech companies, through these social media companies.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, the tech companies themselves are already doing a bad enough. We you know we, we understand the protections that they get that I don't think they should have, and and all of that. But but if this is you know working and essentially colluding with big government, uh, I think it's very problematic for all of the things we hold near and dear as Americans. And so I, I think it's a uh, it's an important one for all of us to fight. We have, we have no choice, frankly.
2: No, I agree. This is, uh, I mean, this is fundamental. There's a reason this is a First Amendment. And if there's any way for the government to take it away, you know the Biden administration would love to eliminate speech on our side because yeah. it's a very powerful tool, tool to have transparency and the truth out there. That's the last thing the Biden administration wants, just like they don't want the story about you know him being let off when he committed crimes. I mean, they'd love for that just to go away. They love for that, them to have control of the media, where they can put out their fake stories about uh, your father and, and me, and it's a huge advantage if they control the message. Much like it is in, you know, Venezuela or China or you pick a country where there's not free press, the government has a has a huge advantage.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you've now filed really countless uh, lawsuits against the Biden administration. Probably, I mean, the most of any of the AGs that I'm aware of. You know, what did you learn? Uh, in any of the discovery or the depositions that you took uh, from any of these cases that may, perhaps shocked you the most? I mean, uh, you know, how much worse is it than what we already believe to probably be pretty bad? Well, so it's, I think the thing
2: that's most shocking, I mean, I, we, I think we have 60 something lawsuits conspired administration, which is, think about that, in, in three and a half years, that's a lot of lawsuits mm-hmm. against the federal government. And I think what's the most shocking is not that Because I'm not surprised that they don't follow federal law. I mean, he made it very clear on day one, we're not deporting anybody. That's in clear violation of federal law. So I'm not even shocked anymore that he has no respect for the constitutional role that he has. He has no respect, and his administration has no respect for any federal law, for states' rights. He has none of that. It's all about raw power. I think what's so amazing is how adept they've become when we sue them and win, Then they just come back and try it a different way. And so it's just this endless fight with them over, you know, we win this, but then we win this. And then they come back and say, well, we'll just do it this way. And so we're spending constant resources and time and effort fighting our own government, who's supposed to be on our side, supposed to be helping us. Instead, you know, they're on the side of cartels or they're on the side of, you know, terrorists coming in. It's, It's ridiculous what we have to deal with.
0: Yeah, you get the win. They just figure out a way to repackage it. So you're constantly fighting. They run out the clock. It doesn't really matter. They, they got the big purse strings and, you know, it, it, it's hard. I mean, you're, you're it's David versus Goliath in many cases.
2: You know what? I think the thing that I think bothers me the most, the two things that bother me the most and that are so disheartening to me, and it's hard for me to believe that a president of the United States and that an administration would, would actually go this far But to knowingly open up the border where you know that terrorists are coming across the border and that that is likely going to lead to potentially thousands, if not more deaths down the road. And second, the fact that they've opened up the border to the fentanyl trade and that I have so many friends whose whose kids are dead today, who do not live, that were young, that had no idea that they were taking fentanyl and they're not here today. And that some of that could have been stopped had we just enforced our federal laws. And the Biden administration knows that both of those things are true, and yet they still promote it. That, to
0: me, is beyond evil. I mean, they did it today. I mean, I think they threatened, hey, if we don't you know, pass this bill, if we don't get Ukraine funding in there, like we're just going to have to tell ICE to stop doing anything at the border or just open it up even more. I mean, I don't know that you can do it much, but they're literally threatening the American public with more of this. And again, it, it's not just you know, illegal immigration, you're right. It's the human trafficking. It's the sex trafficking. It's the drug trafficking uh, that comes along with that. It's the flagrant, you know, crime that we're introducing to our cities. And, you know, they're saying, hey, you know, if you don't give us, you know, more money for Ukraine because we got to really protect their border while we can't do anything on ours. I mean, that should be shy. It's extortion is what it is. I mean, (laughs) they are extorting the American people with their rights and their lives uh, for the sake of a policy, I guess, designed to get the votes in time.
2: Until they have a similar policy on the U- Ukraine border where they let 5,000 Russians in a day. yeah, And if, maybe we can cut that. It has to be like equal, right? If we're going to agree that I'm being facetious, right. But the reality is those two should never be tied. He has an obligation to defend the border. He has no obligation to defend the border in Ukraine from the Russians, I, whether we should or shouldn't is not part of what I worry about. I worry about my own state and protecting my own state. And the reality of, Capitulating to that a few months out from the election to me is insane. The worst he can do, the worst they can do to us is do another seven or eight months of what they've been doing. And then guess what? We're going to have a new president named Donald Trump, and he's going to come back and start working to fix the mess that the Biden administration has created. But capitulation to this deal is insane. And I would tell the Senate, please don't do it.
0: What are, you know, you've, you've obviously made yourself a target by going after these things. You're going after tech. You're going after the administration. You're, you're trying to enforce, you know, existing immigration law. That makes you a terrible person in the eyes of the radical left, and, and they've gone after you. you know, what are the other things that you're suing, you know, the Biden administration for that are sort of relevant? I mean, you're talking about you got a primary in a couple of weeks. You're talking about these things for Texas. You know, what else, uh, you know, what, what else is at stake uh, for the Lone Star State in 2024 and beyond?
2: Well, we've, we've sued them. Obviously, immigration has been our number one uh, sort of legal battle. We've sued them over all kinds of regulations that are illegal, particularly as it relates to oil and gas. I know that, you know, under Obama, they, our biggest fight was with the EPA, and, and that's still continued on because obviously we're an oil and gas state, and obviously energy is important to us. I think it should be important to our country, and I will mentioned that one of the great things your father did is he brought us into energy independence, which was the first time I believe in my lifetime we've been there. And now we're, we're back to the sort of the old ways, which is we want to depend on other people. We're going to stop all the drilling. So we're constantly in battles over energy and regulations and EPA regulations trying to find, they are always trying to find creative ways to stop us from producing energy here. They would rather give it to other countries who by the way, pollute more than we do, net net we do it better we do it with less pollution it's it's uh it saves people consumers money everything's better about texas and the rest of the united states producing its own energy and yet the biden administration favors protecting other countries and effectively helping china because ultimately they're they're benefiting more than anybody off of those policies and how they're favoring green energy
0: well, they're helping China. They're more than happy to, you know, take energy from Iran, the world's leading state sponsor of terror, uh, Venezuela, a, a regime they didn't recognize officially, you know, uh, and now we're begging them for that. But I saw last week they, they canceled because you were going to actually enforce existing immigration laws. Uh, they, they, they made it more difficult for Texas to uh, you know, export some of their LNG, the liquid natural gas. Uh, that you have, that you're able to do, but they were just going to say, "Yeah, we're, g- we're just going to make you suffer, which is not just the state, but a lot of hardworking Americans, a lot of blue-collar Americans, a lot of people that depend on those jobs. They'll also make them suffer to try to apply pressure. I mean, sounds kind of fascist, sounds kind of draconian, yet they're doing it in plain sight, and they're not even pretending about it.
2: No, it not only hurts Americans, but guess what? It hurts our allies, because the yeah. Europeans are highly dependent on that uh natural gas and, and other products that we send over there instead, you know, cause they aren't now importing from Russia as much as they, they used to be or at all. And so you're putting European, our allies in very difficult situations. And again, I think you're, you're giving the Chinese an advantage. and You're giving Iran and some of our other enemies an advantage. And all you're doing is hurting your own people and your allies. It makes, again, policies that don't make sense, that actually the opposite of what they should be.
0: So, you know, you, you hear a lot about sort of these, you know, California transplants there, you know, they're coming to Texas and you, you know, don't California my Texas, we see the bumper stickers, we see in many cases, the road signage. You, can you talk about how those dynamics are playing out? I mean, people are fleeing disastrous policies like California's, uh, and yet they're bringing so much of it with them uh, when they go to Texas. Uh, you know, there's sort of, you know, maybe they'll leave 10 percent behind some of the, the truly insane stuff. But how is that dynamic playing out right now in Texas? Uh, and wh- what does it mean for the future of Texas? Do these people eventually wake up or do they are they just con- content sort of, you know, essentially bringing parasitic policies uh, with them and destroying whatever their host state happens to be?
2: Yeah, that makes no sense either. Right. You You, you escape all the problems you didn't like from your democratically controlled state. And then you come to state like ours or florida or any republican state and you vote the way you voted uh, i don't i don't know how you explain somebody doing that but i don't think it's necessarily true that everybody fleeing is, is a democrat or a liberal and bringing bad policy i i think there's a lot of californians fleeing that want freedom there are a lot of yeah. illinois people from illinois new york that are fleeing new jersey that just want the same opportunities that we we offer in republican states and that's that's why the Biden administration has been so harsh with their immigration policies, because our economies are growing. We are providing jobs. We are providing opportunity. We are providing lower taxation. And you know that's that's effective at having people come to our states and people are voting with their feet. Honestly, I truly, back to this other issue, the, the bigger threat right now is not being able to prosecute or hold people accountable when they're cheating uh, with uh, voter fraud, particularly with uh, mail-in ballots. So. If we can hold the line on on protecting our state from voter fraud, I, I truly believe the dynamic economies and the dynamic states that are offering opportunity will continue to attract people that want that opportunity. And guess what? Some of the people that come from California that don't have the right views, I've noticed some changes in some of them. They're they're starting to get, hey, this actually is better. This does work. We're gonna we're switching over, and I've seen it.
0: Well, that, that that's important. Listen, and uh, you know, I, I, obviously the 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 success is there. I mean, it's visible. You see it in the policies. You see it in the results. You see it in the financials. You see it in, you know, incomes. It, it's sort of a no-brainer. So I, I hope you get them all there. Now, you know, I know, again, you got a primary coming up in March. You know, give us the information where people can go to find out about these things. Again, not, not just for your own. Obviously, yours is important because you're going to be a big target. They're going to spend a lot of money fighting against you because you have effectively prosecuted the case against the insanity over the other side. But, you know, where they can also find out about some of the other House races and which way they should be voting because, you know, the Republicans have to, oh, yeah, I'm a super right. Here's a picture. I took a selfie with some conservative people. Therefore, I'm endorsed. You know, How do they find out who are the real people they should be supporting in Texas?
2: Yeah, so we're going to be tweeting out at, at Ken Paxton TX almost every day. You're going to see more and more about these House races and these uh, Court of Criminal Appeals races. And then KenPaxson.com will have all the endorsements on there very shortly because the election's about a week and a half away, at least early voting. So I'm going to be out talking about this and I'm going to be all over the state, you know, trying to tell, try to preach, Hey, we've got to fix this now. We're we're not going to, we're not going to be the same state we were.
0: Well guys, you know, definitely uh, check that out. If you're in Texas or if you know people in Texas, you know, understand what's at stake, understand the battlefield, understand the game that the left is trying to play and understand that they will be incredibly incredibly well funded and actually well organized i mean you know i don't like them i think their policies have failed us i think that's an objective fact but it doesn't matter they're going to keep going so you know make sure to you know follow ken check him out there uh, go to kenpaxon.com check it out there make sure we're in this game that we're not just sitting it out assuming that texas will be red for either. it will be with common sense but we're not dealing with that and we're dealing with well co- uh, well funded uh, frankly m- malicious uh, sense at this point so uh, Ken, thank you so much. Uh, thanks for all you do fighting for the great state of Texas as Attorney General and really fighting, you know, the administration outside of just that. It, it, it really matters uh, and we just appreciate all you're doing.
2: Hey, well, thank you for having me on. And obviously the issues we discussed today are are fundamental to which way this country goes. So I appreciate you covering those topics.
0: It's my pleasure, man. We'll, we'll have you back on soon as, as more of it arises because I have a feeling Uh, You know, Texas is going to be a battleground state on this stuff for a very long period of time. So thanks again. Thank you. Okay, guys, that was awesome. Make sure you actually check out and, you know, make sure, first of all, liking, sharing, subscribing. Do it right now. I see the numbers. I see the likes. We're not there. Get it up there. It takes two seconds. It's not too much to ask. Just hit the little like button. Do it now. Also, download the Rumble app so you can get notifications of when we're going live again. I don't do this every day, so it may not be part of the regular schedule programming. We're talking with Rumble about adding a third show. So if we do that, you may not even know about it. So do that so that you can get notification, check out. Uh, if you're on Spotify or our iTunes podcast, you can also subscribe and download Rumble that way. Make sure they see it, that you want to see that kind of program. It'll make it a little harder from that to hide it from you. So check it out if you get it that way and also make sure to go check out our incredible sponsors. Go check out the folks at Gold Co. Learn how to protect and hedge against the insanities of what's going on. Protect your savings from bad decisions, Biden-caused disasters, global turmoil and inflation. You can do it tax and penalty-free. Go to DonJuniorGold.com to learn more. That's D-O-N-J-R-gold.com to learn more. Also, check out The Wellness Company and check out their emergency medical Kit. Okay. In a time of crisis, you don't want to be waiting in a line. You want to know what you have. They have all the medications you need for every kind of health outbreak, along with a guidebook for easy use. So don't just safeguard your family's financial well-being. Safeguard their health and welfare by going to twc.health, like the wellness company. twc.health/triggered, like the name of the show twc.health/triggered you get 15% discount on the emergency medical kit check them out twc.health/triggered get 15% have it in the background it's better to need it to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it but i have a feeling given that what we're looking at right now we're going to need it in the next uh, couple of years so check it out guys support our show and uh, our sponsors and i look forward to seeing you guys very soon